Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and a big hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. Thanks for tuning in once more at the end of your week for Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast Edition. My name is Corey, joined alongside the 2-2 that's always there for you on turn two. His name is Borok. And the two of us are here at the end of your week to celebrate you and celebrate, of course, the tradition that comes with magic. That's Friday Night Magic, but instead, it's in podcast audio form for all of my friends on the go. And I'm late, so I am a little bit late with this one this week, a little bit later on the Friday, but I'll explain to you why that's true, give you some background, some updates on what's coming down the pipeline, and of course, ask some questions to all of you. But before we get to that, a few bits of housekeeping and upkeeping. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, BLEAV.com, wherever you download your audio goodness to enjoy some shows to keep those midday blues away. And this show is only possible due to contributions to all of my friends out there listening. That means engaging in our socials on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey, and on Instagram, Corey Demon Enriquez. Maybe that means going to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft and join in on that community get some great benefits and help keep the lights on here in the unlucky lounge and of course that also means giving us some feedback go on your podcast apps be it apple podcast stitcher take a few seconds to like rate share subscribe it means a lot it helps us continue to grow make the connections to get more guests on the podcast for future Friday Night Podcast episodes and other types of story-based episodes that we got going on. We have a lot of cool ideas coming. And to make that possible, we need you to help us spread the word of Draft and Draft. In fact, we might have a returning guest coming back on in a little bit. So find us on those socials, find us wherever you download those podcasts, and we'll have ourselves a great time here in the Unlucky Lounge. Well, that's enough of the upkeeping the source's broom is put back into the conjurer's closet let's go ahead and have ourselves a little celebration wherever you are grab a drink cheers to you and your great week this is known as the untapped step yeah borak so this is a coming out late type of situation because we're in the middle of flashback season and that means we want to get the most up-to-date flashback draft format and so we're back to Ikoria, one of my favorite limited formats in quite some time and we start off uh, in the rare Giganta the Wellspring. It's it's a fine card but got quite a bit worse as time went on especially with the uh, companion rule. The uncommons there's not much to speak of. What I'm going to do is I'm actually thinking I'm going to take a boot nipper uh, here early in pick one, pack one. Black red is great. Uh, the death touch counter can play very cool with a number of different interactions, not including our favorite Borok of, you know it, Porky Barret. And I just think it's a pretty solid pick, and if we deviate away from it, then not the biggest of deals. So I want to take a second to address why this episode came out so late this week and kind of late on a Friday. Well, currently, on Magic Arena, we are in the middle of flashback season. That means for the last few weeks, we've gone through a bunch of different flashback formats. Throne of Eldrain, Theros Beyond Death, and now Ikoria, but they rotate them on Friday. 
that means that I'm not going to get an episode out to my listeners of the newest Rotate format until Friday comes along. And I kind of figured that y'all want to know more about the format that you're about to play that week than the one that just rotated. I'll say this much, Magic Arena does not make it easy. Pick two is between a Drana Stinger and a Rumbling Rock Slide. We'll take the Drana Stinger. Really flexible. You have to prioritize your one costing cycle cards more than anything in this format. So you take a card like that. You're happy about it. You go to pick three, pack one. There are uh, a number of good cards. The best card, though, is Archipelagor. This is the 7-7 seven, seven for uh, 7 mana or mutate for 6. When it mutates, you tap up to X creatures, where X is the number of times the creature is mutated. Now, we're not really in the colors to take advantage of Archipelagor quite yet, but this card is so strong, I'd rather just stay open and take this pick. Besides that, in black and red, the two other colors that we've taken thus far, there's a Prickly Marmoset. I like it. Ferocious Tiger Gorilla. Or was it? Ferocious Tigerilla. Gosh, what, what weird names. I love this set. So flavorful. The other one-costing cycling uh, card is Imposing Vantasaur, which does go nicely with the Drana Stinger, but I think Archipelagor is enough better than that card that I'd rather just take that. The rare is still in the, the pack, which is Unpredictable Cyclone, but I think we just take the Archipelagor and try to stay as open with having a Drana Stinger, Boot Nipper, and an Archipelagor in our pile. Maybe we can try to make something go from there. At least right now, we can stay open to whatever signals might be passed to us. Pick four, pack one. The following cards is options. Uh, in black, blue, there is a Capture Sphere, Wing Full Pterodon, another Boot Nipper, and a Blitz Leech. Red, only Raking Claws to speak of. Uh, so I think that this kind of boils down to a Boot Nipper versus a Blitz Leech. I kind of want to take a second Boot Nipper. Leaves us into more outs for some interesting potential... Uh, mutate things. If I recall, Black Blue wasn't that much of a mutate kind of build, but I think we're going to still try to lean into it, maybe make something happen. Uh, I I did see a couple of Black Blue cards I didn't mention. There was the, the, the Black Blue Hybrid Flash uh, Uncommon. Not really a great card to have, but it's still pretty acceptable. Uh, Blitzleech is going to fill out our pack 5, pick 1. So, my lucky lounge rats, the question I have for you is, do you uh, mind going a little bit later on to a Friday releasing these FNPs, especially in these flashback seasons? It's not going to be as applicable in this moment right now, uh, if only because we're almost done with flashback season and we're going into Kaladesh Remastered quite quickly, which is going to prompt a lot of really cool things. So, stick around and listen to those things. I'm very excited for Kaladesh Remastered to come out. Uh, but let me know uh, in the comments below, wherever you find your content. Uh, it's going to help me understand what you look for more. Uh, pick six. There is a Dismal Backwater. It's obviously in the colors with the Archipelagor. We could potentially, if we find the right colors, maybe try to make something in the world of black-blue. Maybe splashing a little bit of red for some cool things uh, happen. And we could at least splash this Archipelagor off the Dismal Backwater. Uh, besides that, there is a Dreamtail Heron. Of One Mine is nice. I remember liking this card a lot with Forbidden Friendship, but not really here. The only other black card is Suffocating Fumes. I want to go into the black. There's a lot of white being passed to us. There was a Sanctuary Lockdown last pack, and there is, you know, there's still the uh, Huntmaster Liger 
in this pack. I like it, but I'm not that excited about it. I think we're going to take the Dismal Backwater. Maybe we go into splashing something. Pick 7, pack 1, Friendos. We get an opportunity to talk about one of my favorite decks in Ikoria, Black Red Sacrifice. There's a Bushmeat Poacher, and there's a Durable Coilbug in this pack. Both of these cards are important role players in the Black Red Sacrifice deck inside of Ikoria Limited. I think what we do is we lean towards the Bushmeat Poacher here in the early. I love a Durable Coilbug. Don't get me wrong. I want this card a lot. But the Bushmeat Poacher does quite a bit. So I think we're going to go with that card for now. If we end up getting the Black Red going, we'll be very happy. We have this Bushmeat Poacher. Pick 8, pack 1. There's a Scoured Barrens, uh, the white-black gain land. It's fine, it's good. Not really wanting to go in that direction if I don't have to. There's a Cloud Piercer, which I think is what I'm going to take here. It's a fine card. It's enough of a payoff. Uh, there's a Honey Mammoth. Man, Honey Mammoth, what a journey this card went on in the duration of Ikoria Limited. It really uh, gained a lot of love and a lot of respect as the format went on. And I think green definitely evolved in that way as uh, we got a little bit deeper and a little bit further on in Ikoria Limited. And pick nine, pack one. We tabled something I didn't mention in our pick one, pack one. Whisper Squad. This is the first Whisper Squad I've seen all draft. What this means to me, since we tabled one around, there could be another one that someone took at the table, but if I can get at least two Whisper Squads, maybe three. Three to me is the magic number. We don't want to be drawn Whisper Squads. We want to be activating the ability. Whisper Squad, the one one for one black that you pay a one and a black to search your library for another Whisper Squad, put it on the battlefield tapped. It's a great piece. Great, great piece. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Literally, I want some more of it. Can we please get some more of it? Yeah, Bork, it's not going to be till pack two, but we'll at least pick up this Dark Bargain. Frostvale Ambush is still in the pack. The one Mana Cycler that freezes two creatures, a very good card, but we'll take this Dark Bargain because we do want to start to get some good value here and there. So this is going to garbage time. Ooh, we pick up a late Savai Crystal. I'm not going to play it. Ooh, we did get a Suffocating Fumes, though. I might actually put that in the main. It has a little bit of ground. So two in a row. How about that? So going into... Pack two, I want to find some removal. Quite desperately, would be nice. I would like to start to shore up some of the pieces of the Blackguard Sacrifice deck. Maybe pick up a Threaten or two, but we shall see. Well, the rare is in a, one of our colors, red, Mythos of Vadrock. It deals five divided among any number of creatures and or planeswalkers. I did ask for removal, and this can provide a nice two for one. There's a rumbling rock slide. Nice. It's sorcery speed, though, so less inclined. We're just going to take this Mythos of Adrock. There's a couple of green uncommons, and there's a, uh, a white-blue flyer in there, but not, not there. Not quite there. What I am there for is this Farfinder. Pick two, pack two. Uh, so Farfinder is is good. It helps us find the additional color. So if we want to go with this Archipelagor, great. Still looking for that Porky Parrot. If we can find that Porky Parrot with our double boot nipper, we are in the money. But we will take this Farfinder. These cards, they went super late at the beginning of Ikoria. Now that we've had plenty of time to process this format, this card will not go later than that. So we take our Farfinders when we can. Pick three, pack two. Boot Nipper, still in the pack. We could take our third Boot Nipper. We could also take our first Raking Claws. Double Strike, Instant Speed, Cycling 2. Nice flexibility on that card. There's also a Serrated Scorpion. This is potentially the deck where we do want to Serrated Scorpion. 
with, say, Bushmeat Poacher, and uh, if we can find a Weaponize the Monsters, I would love that. Maybe a Bastion as well. Those are some of the pieces we're looking to fill out this deck. So more removal, Bastion of Remembrance, maybe another Bushmeat Poacher, and potentially, if we can find it, a Weaponize the Monster. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take this Boot Nipper. It's got Death Touch, it's got Lifelink, it's really flexible, I love it. Uh, now, pick four, pack two. It's between Shredded Sails and Deadweight. Besides that, it's a bunch of white and green, a couple blue cards. Uh, I think with the flexibility of Shredded Sails, I'll probably just take that. Yeah, I do like Deadweight. Deadweight's a little bit worse in this format. You know what, I think it's probably just wrong though not to take a Deadweight. I like a Shredded Sails, maybe we can like table it. It is possible, but I think Deadweight is where we are at in pick 4, pack 2. So, another question I want my Unlucky Lounge Rats to ask and hit me up on socials. We have another limited format coming out, and that is Commander Legends. I'm a big Commander player. For those of you who've been around for a while, you'll see that I did a special uh, drop with one of my deck techs for Command Fest that I got to play as a featured match. It was a really great experience, and Commander's my second format, being unlimited. Uh, pick by pack two, we find our second Whisper Squad. Beside that, there's a Lurking Deadeye, which I do like, but we are kind of clogged on the four drop slot right now. I'm going to take the Whisper Squad, be very happy about it. And if we could table Lurking Deadeye or find another one later, I'd be very happy to put it in the deck. But right now, our four drop slot is looking a, a little bit full at the moment. When it comes to Commander Legends, though, I guess... We have to ask our question of how can we handle this on Draft and Draft. Sadly, I work on Macintosh. Wow, did I just say Macintosh, Borok? Yeah, man, I'm such a nerd. I work on Macs, so because that's true, I don't easily have the opportunity to download Moto, so I can't do a virtual way of doing Commander Legends. So I guess my question is, are people here interested and seeing what Commander Legends has to hold, especially since we're still isolating and staying indoors and being safe. Is this something that maybe we could do an opening? We could do like a, a sealed pool, talk about that. Pick six, pack two. We do have Void Beckoner versus Rumbling Rock Slide. I'm just gonna take the Rock Slide. I like uh, Void Beckoner. I like it, but I like it more when we're casting it back for more to get extreme value off of it. Oh, hello, Mutual Destruction. Ah, but there's also a Cavern Whisperer in this pack. So, pick 7, pack 2, we're between Cavern Whisperer and Mutual Destruction. I do enjoy Mutual Destruction quite a lot. The fact that we have Double Whisper Squad really helps mitigate that uh, card loss we get for sacrificing the creature. We have a Farfinder as well. Cavern Whisperer works well with the Archipelago and the Cloud Piercer, but I do want to keep showing up that removal hole. So, Mutual Destruction is going to get onto the team. Now we have pick eight. I'm gonna take this Night Squad Commando. Uh, the two three that when uh, it enters the battlefield, if you've attacked this turn, you make a one one white human creature uh, onto the battlefield. It is an extra piece of creature equity, which is gonna help us out. There is a tentative connection. I do like it, but we don't need to take it over better cards. This is a card that one can find late, even if you're in this deck. So I'd rather take this three drop that shores up uh, what we got going on. Speaking of which, boom. There's the table tentative connection. I'll take it. I still want a few more things to sacrifice. I might still run it with a single mutual destruction and bushmeat poacher, if only because I, I do want uh, the way to swing some of that large board things that our opponents can put on uh, the table between mutate creatures and also some need to answer red-white cycling payoffs. 
but we will take the tentative connection and tentatively play it. Tabled and Evolving Wilds. That's nice. So between Dismal Backwater, Evolving Wilds, and Farfinder, we can make this Archipelagor uh, legit. We can, we can legit play it. Uh, Springleaf Trap uh, at the end of Pack 2. So we're going to uh, round out with some garbage time here. So I, I asked my Unlucky Lounge Rats uh, to hit me up on socials, put in the comments of the post here or wherever you find me, Commander Legends, is that something that you want to see here? I, I'm, I've already got my box pre-ordered. I'm opening up these packs. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, we get a late Thornwood Falls, uh, some extra splashing options. Nice. Faster reader, too. So, uh, what do you want out of that Commander Legends release with this podcast? I'd be happy to crack open a seal pool, talk about it on the air here, see if there are some cool things that we can find out of the analysis from just that maybe talk about how multiplayer limited works different than regular limited card evaluations and more could be a well worthy use of our time but i want to know so hit me up do you want to see some commander legend stuff pick one pack three this is coming down to a couple of the uncommons i believe so there's another bushmeat poacher i like it but I, I i'm a little heavy on the four drop side right now uh, Cathartic Union is a good piece. I do want one of them. But now we're between Call of the Death Dweller and Chittering Harvester. Call is very nice in our deck, but I think I'm going to take the Chittering Harvester. Uh, we do have a number of decent mutate cards now that I'm kind of processing the deck. And it only gets a little bit better as we're going to pick up this second Farfinder in pick two of pack three. So between our one, two, three... Three mutate cards. We've got a decent plan besides just sacking things, because we haven't found the Bastion of Remembrance nor the Weaponize the Monsters. So we're not necessarily getting all in on having that package, which is sad. But at least we have some end game with some random mutate creatures. So we can at least make something happen. Still looking for a Porky Parrot potentially to make that work too. Uh, the other, only other consideration is a memory leak. Maybe we'll table it. This draft has uh, proven there's been a few wacky choices already, but Farfinder's very nice, uh, especially with the Bushmeat Poacher and the Mutual Destruction that we picked up last pack. Pick three, pack three. Two uncommons are white. They're not ours. Uh, there is a Pacifism. There's an Essence Scatter. There is a, a Cycling Card or two. Man, this is a bit of a sad pack for us, Borok. Yeah, you're right, Borok. We'll take the second Blitzleech, but won't play it. And let's see what we get with our next pack. Well, hmm. We have some more Mutate Payoffs, friends. In this pick, we have a choice between Cavern Whisperer and Second Chittering Harvester. Now, this is a tough one. They're both quite good. I mean, I like the Sacrificing Creature... But some decks, it just ends up not being very good, especially if it's non-mutate decks, it's human decks or recycling decks. So I think I'm going to lean towards the Cavern Whisperer. It's nice on the curve with our double Farfinder. And for cuteness, we might be able to cast Tentative Connection for one red mana then. Uh, pick five, pack three. There's uh, not too much in the way of, of good black-red creatures. Blister, Split Gremlin, and Ferocious Tigerilla are the only two. But there is a Memory Leak. Nice, nice, uh, a Curve Filler, Cycle 1. And I've cast enough Memory Leaks in my day to know that it's definitely worth casting it for two and a black. But friends, we found it. The third Whisper Squad. We did it, y'all. We did it. Woo! We got some gas with our Whisper Squads. That feels good. 
I still wish that maybe we can table that second bushmeat poacher. If we do, we're in. We're in it. Sadly, they're humans, so it doesn't work well with our mutate cards. But this draft hasn't been going the best from uh, my experience in Ikoria in the past. But I'll happily take it. Move from there. Uh, pick 8, pack 3. I'm going to take this Cathartic Reunion. Uh, like I said, I do like a Cathartic Reunion. I like at least one in every red deck. It helps us smooth out the draws. And we don't have that much uh, cycling, so this really is going to play a role. Pick 9, our table. We tabled the Bushmeat Poacher, friends. We tabled it. There's still a Lava Serpent in the pack. But we have to take the Bushmeat Poacher. We just have to. With the Triple Whisper Squad, it's exactly what we want to do. We tabled the other Memory Leak, too. Exciting. All right. Uh, and at that point, going from pick 10 and beyond, it's going to be garbage time. So, whew. This draft was a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Things were looking grim at times. Things were looking sideways at times. And, you know, I'm not sad about ending up with this deck. We don't have some of the best payoff cards, like a Bastion of Remembrance, like a Weaponize the Monsters, but we're going to make do with what we have. We have a couple of very, very, very solid uh, big mutate payoffs, and hopefully that's going to lead to some really cool game interactions. We pick up a tentative connection during garbage time. Nice. Might actually play it with having three sack outlets. In any case, we're going to get back at this draft after we take a quick break, make a final 40, stick around. I'll see you all in just a moment. Welcome back, my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you refreshed, refueled, and it's good to have you returning as we dive back into Ikoria Limited. And I have to say, just putting this red-black deck together, having all the pieces come into this uh, archetype that reminded me of these good times, really, it's nice to be back. And I imagine I'll be drafting this quite a bit, and I hope that my unlucky lounge rats, you get some time to draft this format as well. Whether you did it before in the past, or maybe this is your first time, do it. It's an amazing format. There's great decks. Granted, this limited format might have a little Paul cast upon it because of how strong the red-white cycling deck was at the top of the format, but honestly, as the months waned on and people saw just how good that deck was and how good one single mana cycling was, it didn't come together as frequently. The cards that were necessary didn't table around. So I really, really think that this format deserves a lot of praise. I don't know about GOAT contention, greatest of all time limited set, but still, it is a lovely format. This deck, putting together in the final pieces, there were a few interesting choices. So we're definitely not playing the double rumbling rock slide. Although we are playing one with having double bush meat poacher and a mutual destruction to support it. We're not playing the two blitz leeches. No suffocating fumes. And the kind of last considerations that I had to make was to play the night squad commando. It does produce an extra token, which is nice for some of the sack things we're doing, but it's still situational and a two, three for three is not where we want to be. Having to choose the difference between cathartic reunion and dark bargain was probably the most interesting choice. The fact that we have the triple whisper squad, when we draw the third one, we want to 
still be able to take advantage of that as a card in our hand. So a Cathartic Union is a nice tool to get rid of that Junker 1-1-for-1 one, one one that can't activate after we've already activated our Whisper Squad a single time. Also, Dark Bargain costs 4, Cathartic Union 2, a very important consideration, especially considering we've got a lot of things to do on turn 4. As I said before, this deck is missing some of the most important pieces in the Black-Red Sacrifice deck, including Weaponize the Monster, Bastion of Remembrance, but we're substituting those cards with a decent Mutate package between Cavern Whisperer, Cloud Piercer, Chittering Harvester, and Archipelagor. And having two Farfinders to help us support that alongside the Triple Boot Nippers, this deck's got some gas and has an opportunity to win. Last thing before we jump into our game the mana base consideration. That triple Whisper Squad is driving a lot of choices that I made in my mana base. Seven Swamps, a single Dismal Backwater, a single Island, a single Evolving Wilds, and six Mountains. Now the mountain count might seem a little bit low, but when it comes to our red cards, we actually are not playing that much in the early. We can cycle away Adrana Stinger. The only double red spell is the Mythos of Vadrock, which we can either prioritize to trying to get earlier by utilizing a Farfinder to get the second mountain if need be. But everything we have in our red color, we don't have to worry about casting until way later in the game. And the presence of Farfinder being in the deck gives us a lot of flexibility with our mana base. Well, my lucky lounge rats, it's time to stop talking about the deck, and it's time to start playing it. We have our opening hand here. We're on the play. Whisper Squad, Double Boot Nipper, Cathartic Reunion, and a Cloud Piercer, along with Swamp Mountain, is definitely enough for me to keep this hand. Starting off on the Swamp and the Whisper Squad, I like it. I like it. I like it. What I'll probably do here is just start to activate this Whisper Squad, get some equity and some resources on the board instead of playing a Boot Nipper. They start on an Evolving Wilds. Love it. Love it. So uh, we'll attack with the Whisper, Whisper Squad, and then we're just going to start to accrue some value off of activating this little 1-1 one, one for 1 black. We have the Cathartic Reunion, so what I might actually do is I won't straight away activate Whisper Squad a second time, because I do want to potentially here go into Cloud Piercer on turn 4 with the Boot Nipper. They go with the... Evolving Wilds, Mountain, into Island, and they play Facet Reader. Not too shabby, not too bad. Uh, I do like that uh, sequence of cards. Uh, the Facet Reader <laughs> matches up well against our two 1-1s, one so we can't start to just have all the fun. Just most of the fun. Uh, Bootnipper is going to go down now on turn number three. We drew a Chittering Harvester for our turn. This means we have Cloud Piercer and Chittering Harvester. If we can go land land, we have a lot of potential gain here. On their turn, they cast of one mind, and then we draw our Farfinder. Certainly it's not a land. We're gonna have to probably go about this the the long way, but we're going to do it regardless. Playing the Farfinder, getting ourselves an island just in case we do draw our Archipelagor. But then next turn, we can start to Chitteristing Harvester them potentially out of the game here. They haven't established much of a board state with their few turns, so this Chittering Harvester is in a good place to start to punish them quite highly. And now they play Rogrin Crystal. These are not A-plus cards, Facet Reader and Rogrin Crystal, and now they pacify our Boot Nipper. 
Sadly for our opponent, we are in a deck that wants to uh, sacrifice creatures. We did not draw a fifth land, so we can't just chittering harvestering them. Chittering harvester. Blurg. Words are funny, y'all. Words are funny. We drew a memory leak. What I'm going to do is I'm going to mutate the Cloud Piercer onto the Farfinder. There we go. That one. One thing I really feel like I have to do is remind myself of clicking the right mutate over or under just to make sure I do it the right way. Uh, we're going to discard uh, probably this... Uh, I think I'm going to go with this Cathartic Reunion. I feel pretty good about what we have going on with our hand, and I just want to start to uh, draw as much as we can in the way of gas and lands. Like, we actually do want lands. Uh, so we have the Cloud Piercer for five. They take five. We drew a Cavern Whisperer off of the Rummage with the Cloud Piercer. So now we've got two more Mutate cards in our hand between Cavern Whisperer and Chittering Harvester. They really very much need to answer this Cloud Piercer. They have an Aegis Turtle. Sure. Aegis Turtle is a card. I wouldn't say it's a particularly good card, but they do play Destaroya, i.e. Everquill Phoenix. Whoa. That card is something, friends. So, for those of you who uh, are not quite remembering this card, it's a 4-4 flyer that mutates, and then you get a, a Feather Token. And that Feather Token, you can sack it to bring back Destaroya, which makes a little bit more sense with the Aegis Turtle. That it, maybe they're just a little short on non-humans, especially since they're playing red, blue, and white. They've played two planes for their turn. Uh, on our turn here, I think I'm going to... Hmm. It's an interesting choice. I think I'm going to start off with Chittering, with Chittering Harvester. Man, that card is very difficult to say. Uh, we're going to mutate onto the Cloud Piercer. We're going to continue to rummage, try to find some gas. They're going to sacrifice something. We'll put the Chittering Harvester over the Cloud Piercer. Then next turn, if this thing stays alive, we get to mutate Cavern Whisperer on top of it. They'll probably sack their Facet Reader, which I'm very okay with. I'm going to discard this uh, Memory Leak because I want to keep another creature just in case. We drew a Mountain. Maybe I wasn't supposed to discard a card at all there. That is possible. Just leave the effect. So they do sacrifice their Destaroya, leaving them with a Feather Token. Interesting choice. But we do get to attack with our 4-6 now. The free attack gets us four more points of damage. They activate their Feather to return Destaroya, i.e. Everquill Phoenix. Destaroya, I'm saying, of course, because it's the Godzilla specialty version card. So it's the facing part of it. And they cast a Lord Dracus. Wow. Lord Dracus is good. They're going to get another token. They're going to return their Of One Minds, and they're going to be able to continue to loop uh, Feather tokens with Destaroya, drawing some additional cards now, too, off the Of One Mind, and it only costs one blue for them because they control the Facet Reader plus the Destaroya. Very nice. Well, we do get to mutate. They have three planes and a mountain open. I still think it's worth it to mutate this Cavern Whisperer onto our large stack. So we're building up a solid mutate stack right now, and potentially we're going to get them for some good value. We'll discard one of our mountains to try and draw some more stuff here. We can activate our Whisper Squad as well for a third time, and it does resolve, which is nice. And we're going to have another pretty free attack here. Three triggers. Sack trigger. A Rummage trigger. And a they have to discard a card of their hand trigger. 
This is going to be a close game. It's going to come down to who can kind of interact with our opponent's board first. Uh, they discard two lands, one off the Faster Reader and one off of the uh, Trigger from the Cavern Whisperer. Oh, wow. We drew our Archipelago. My goodness me, are we going to stack all five creatures on top of one mutated mess? Kind of feels like it right now. Let's attack for four. If they can't interact with our battlefield next turn, we just get to win this game. So I'm going to play my last land, and I'm going to roll out Boot Nipper. We're going to give it a Death Touch counter. Just in case they can interact with our already massively large Chittering Harvester stack, then we have another thing to mutate and swing through for the win. If they can't interact with it, they need a counterspell. They cycle a Ketri Crystal. Obviously, they're digging for something. And they get another Facet Reader. That's not going to do it for them. It leaves them with a Mountain, Plains, and Rogren Crystal. Friends, it's too sweet not to try. I have to give this a go. Man, I really hope this resolves and we just make a massive stack with all of these Mutate creatures. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Yeah, let's give it a try. Here we go. Can they positively interact? The good news is we are out of range. Oh, they can't. <laughs> they scoop. What an amazingly massive creature. Archipelagor, Chittering Harvester, Cloud Piercer, Cavern Whisperer, all on top of a Farfinder. This deck went to the endgame the way in which it was supposed to. And that brings us the big W here in our flashback Ikoria draft. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of our Ikoria flashback draft and, of course, our gameplay to just see how the deck would operate. Glad to have you joining us along the way for Friday Night Podcast, as always. But before we sign you off for good, few reminders, Believe Podcast Network. Find us on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey, Instagram, Corey Demone Enriquez, or on Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft. Let me know how you feel about this later delay in order to get the most up-to-date limited format for the week coming, particularly in flashback seasons. Also, do you want to see some Commander Legends content? Maybe we're talking an on-air sealed opening, talking about what multiplayer limited looks like using experience from Conspiracy, Conspiracy 2, and other such non-standard mainstay limited formats. We've got insights, love to share them, but I'd love to know if that's something that you want to see coming from us down the pipeline here in the Unlucky Lounge. Well, friends, I found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of our episode. My name is Corey, joined alongside Borok, and this has been Draft and Draft, Friday Night Podcast. Now, go out there, make some magical memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.